Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Keyshawn, J. Will, Zubin, coming to you live from above Heineken River Deck at Pier 17 here in New York City. Alan Hahn in for Zubin. J. Will going to join us later on in the show out in Phoenix with NBA Countdown. Wake up, J. Man. Finals. We gotta, yeah, Get we up. Wrestle him up right What's now. What hotel he's staying in? Yeah, we got to find out, right? Yeah, find out. So I'm going to call, call his room. Yeah. Just directly call. Call his room. You think he uses his real name? He shouldn't. No. No, knowing no. Jay, Jay is a star, so Jay probably won't use his real Did name. Did you ever use your real name? No. You want to give us one of the names you used to use? No. Because <laughs> <laughs> you still will be saying it all the No, I don't. Yeah, be, one, of the reasons, one of the reasons is because people like, people like Pat, who's producing the show Pat now, Costello, yeah. would call over the weekend. So they have weekend radio, obviously, ESPN weekend radio, whatever, would call Sunday morning. Mm. Blind call your f- room to get you on. Yeah. It's like, what? Hey, Keyshawn, it's Pat. Hey, hey, we got this show. Uh, we'd love to have you on. Morning, blah, blah, blah. You're like, man, what the hell is And they have to hang up on them. <laughs> then you got to hear about it later. Magic Johnson joins us 9 o'clock hour. But right now, let's go to Milwaukee. Jen Lada, ESPN Milwaukee, joining us right now on the Goodyear Hotline. Jen, when we last spoke, there wasn't a lot of confidence in this team. In fact, you were telling, talking to me about a team that was – affectionately called the yucks at some point but I imagine what you saw after game seven where is the confidence level now on this team to actually get through Atlanta and get to the NBA finals well thanks for having me on guys yeah it was mostly the fan base that was like frustrated watching the team right there was like they're a good team they've got talent there are stretches where they put it together but it was still frustrating sometimes to watch this offense operate but they were confident in themselves and I'm calling this the redemption game because it felt like throughout the course of the game, if you looked at the story arc of each of the players, there was some sort of redemption for each guy. You know, you talk about Brooke Lopez, mm-hmm. who you know had the shot clock violation late, and then he has the huge block, you know, which which obviously turned the tide late in the game. Uh, Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday, who struggled through three quarters, but then came up huge in these moments in the fourth quarter and in overtime. And you could go player by player. Pat Connaughton, who had struggled at times coming off the bench and had some huge threes in the game. So to me, this was the game of like, gosh, things aren't really going our way, but they were able to put it all together and each guy kind of having his own redemption story as the game went on. I was down in the Deer District on Saturday night, guys. It was unbelievable. This is a fan base that is like thoroughly enjoying the ride that this team is on. Yes, it is kind of a roller coaster, but the ups and the downs are what make it so thrilling. And I know that, you know, Pfizer Forum is just going to be absolutely rocking when they welcome the Hawks there this week. Gian, has this team shifted to Chris Middleton's team for the playoffs? Uh, I think that's tough to say, Keith, only because Giannis had such an incredible game. I mean, he played 50 minutes. The numbers are astounding, you know, comparing him to Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. I just think Giannis is playing a different style of basketball, the style that a lot of people say is probably more suited to his talent, to his skills. We wanted to see him go inside more. We wanted to see him taking less jumpers, certainly less three-point shots. And I said after the game that Giannis rope-a-doped the net because he struggled so bad from the free throw line that there was a thought that he's going to drive the lane and they're just going to start hacking him. And throughout that game seven, all of a sudden he started hitting his free throws. And it was like, oh, you know, like, so that's why I use the phrase rope-a-dope because it was like they thought maybe this was going to be a strategy to help win the game, put Giannis at the free throw line. And then all of a sudden he 
figures it out at the free throw line. So um, I still think this is Giannis's team. I just think you're seeing an evolution of the role he's playing. And, and I mean, he still put the team on his back. You know, a big criticism of Coach Bud, and you guys and I have talked about this numerous times, was how he was going to use the roster, extend the minutes of the starters into the postseason, and you have seen that evolution from him. Giannis was for 40 points in Game 7, 13 rebounds, 5 assists, and as Jen mentions, 8 of 14 from the free throw line. And, you know, Barkley Center started counting every time he got the ball at the free throw line because he's had those violations in the past. And it almost seemed to galvanize him a little bit. Like, that's when he just started knocking him down. When it got loud, when those when the countdown got louder and louder is when, you know, I think didn't he airball a free throw early on? James Harden was giggling about it. They were cheering the whole time. And then Giannis really locked in, and he started making free throws when it mattered. And that, that of course, is a big part of it. But, Jen, I mean, okay, so you were there. Uh, you said Deer District, right, where all the, all the fans were watching. That was an incredible sea of fans all around uh, that area in Milwaukee, right outside the arena, to watch that game. I imagine that when KD hits that shot at the end of regulation, and you know you got to go to review, I mean, the, it must have been. I mean, could you hear a pin drop? Was it that quiet waiting for the result of that shot? Uh, quiet, no. I mean, I think it, there was like that, that the air gets sucked out of the room. Um, but I have compared it, guys, and I know you're going to recognize this, to that scene in Dodgeball where Global Gym thought they won the game and they start celebrating and cheering and all of a sudden the official comes in and is like, no, double fault, we stepped on the line. And all of a sudden there's new life. And that, like, that was immediately where my head went as soon as you saw that Kevin Durant's big bleep foot was on the line and that this game had you know could continue, that they hadn't eliminated the Bucs. Um, I mean, look, the fans are just, over the moon they have been waiting for this these are fans that have lived through some very lean years fans that lived through obviously the conference finals against toronto several years ago fans who have lived through the heat knocking the bucks out of the bubble last year where you thought they were the best team in the east so i think that there's just so much excitement about this potentially being the team and then of course you see the matchup with the bucks versus the hawks and you say wow coach bud has had a lot of success against atlanta and then you look at what's happening over on the other side and you say this really feels like a year that the Bucks could bring the Larry O'Brien back to Milwaukee. You mentioned the Atlanta Hawks. How will this matchup against Atlanta go? Uh, well, they're a feisty team, aren't they? My mm-hmm. goodness, they're and they're fun to watch. And you you see guys stepping up in in, in big roles when they need to. You know, I think this was more about, and I don't want to take anything away from Atlanta, but I think that yesterday's game was more about the 76ers beating themselves and not being able to just put it all together. I think the Hawks are a great team. But like I said, I think that the Bucks under Coach Bud are like 8-2 and two against the Hawks. Now, you guys know as well as I do, postseason is different than the regular season. You can almost throw those records out. But I think the matchups that they've had against them certainly will give the Bucks confidence as they face them. Haven't really dug into the film yet. I don't know if you guys have, but I know that on Wednesday when this series gets gets going, this will be an energized city and an energized fan base who is going to try to help them, you know, with their energy and with their support, usher the Bucks to a victory. There's two arenas, too, that you can tell are going to be really loud. It'll be a great atmosphere for it. There's no doubt about it. But I'll tell you what, I learned this from experience in the first round, Jen. 
this Hawks team is a much different looking team than they were throughout most of this regular season. So whatever you saw during the regular season, throw it out. They, they just look different. They play different. Their depth is there. And they've got several different players that if you, shut, you turn the water off here, somebody else. There's a leak somewhere else, and it's so difficult to defend this team. It should be a really interesting series. By the way, going with a dodgeball reference, bold strategy, Cotton. I got to admit, I like that, Jen. I can tell you're pretty fired up for what's going on right now. I can't let you go without asking you, of course, about the uh, the most famous uh, country club golf membership <laughs> renewal in the country right now, which is Aaron Rodgers at the Green Bay Country Club renewing. Are you saying there's a chance? Um, yeah, I think that that is <laughs> – look, it's such a quiet time right now, right? We're done with mandatory minicamp. We have until July 27th until training camp starts. Yes, Aaron Rodgers is going to play in the match in the first week of July. There's not a lot of stuff to cling to right now, which I think explains why, you know, the news of a country club membership being renewed has, like, gotten some people out there excited. Uh, I still say, and I've gone on the record with you guys and on our show in Milwaukee, what about Aaron Rodgers' history indicates he's going to budge on this, right? Of all the years we've covered him and followed him, he is just very strong and can oftentimes stubborn. And I just don't see if he wants the philosophy and the character and, and the culture to change in Green Bay. I don't see, without there being a change in personnel, him going, well, you know what, I thought about it for the last three months, four months, and it probably is going to change. I probably overreacted. Let's do this. So go ahead and cling to that if you want, but I'm not one of these people who jumps into the he's, – he's clearly coming back because of a gym, of a uh, country club membership. I just don't think you wanted to pay the, the fee. You know, guys, you know, you cancel the membership, then you got to pay the initiation or fee again. Or maybe he forgot. Like, maybe, it was just an, maybe it was just an automatic, like, an automatic payment that he was like, oh, man, like I forgot to cancel that. You know how those go. Everybody has oh, to deal with that. Oh, for sure. That happens was, to me all the time. Yeah. His was just a little more expensive than the rest of us. Jen, we'll leave it right there. Thanks so much. Thanks, guys. Have a great day. All right, Bye-bye. Jen Lauda, ESPN Milwaukee on the Goodyear Hotline. So coming up, so Big Perk, Kendrick Perkins, he predicted the Hawks would win the series in six. Okay, so they win it in seven, but still, why does he believe in the Hawks and does he believe in them to get all the way <laughs> to the NBA Finals? That and more coming up. Keyshawn, J. Will, Zubin, ESPN Radio, and Sirius XM Channel 80. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. 
Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Subin, the podcast. No, son, y'all a mess. Like a little bunch of gossip girls. No, no, this is not Key MZ. This is Key SPN. <laughs> <laughs> and it is also Keyshawn, J. Will, Zubin, Zubin on uh, like a pro- big high school. Brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Uh, high school? It was like a big high school. It's like a big high school with that whole situation, you know? What whole situation? Devin Booker, Ben Simmons, Kylie Jenner. Like, if, what if they would have met up in the championship? How does that feel? Does she go? Yeah, she's she go. sit courtside, or, or, yeah, or you better like, go. I don't want to take attention. No, you away. do what you do. I don't want to draw attention. No, you go to the game and you support your man. Now, if you're Ben Simmons, what was that? Okay, that was loud. that didn't feel good. No, that didn't feel good at, at all. all. <laughs> so, and I didn't know we had earthquakes in the, New York. It's not an earthquake. <laughs> we are at that the, didn't feel Red Pier seventeen and at we didn't feel all. a little shake right now. Uh, yeah, that was something dock nearby <laughs> that. Yeah, that didn't feel good, man. It's That's like, okay. It's like, come on, come on, yeah. come on, stop. We called the Heineken Johnson Pier Center or whatever the heck this thing is called. <laughs> but anyway, I think sh- we're okay. Shake right now. Yeah, no, that I, didn't I think feel good. good. No, it didn't, it feel, didn't feel good, feel though. Good. That was an impact. That was definitely impact <sighs> on a Monday. Exhale. Take a deep breath. Yeah, okay. okay. So, so yeah, she we goes saying. and she supports her man. Yeah. But if you're Ben, do you does it give? Well, he's not in it, so I guess it's all hypothetical. But, but if you y'all said she had a start in five, tell me y'all crazy. But if they had met in the champion, I mean in the uh, yeah in the finals, in the Suns and the uh, Sixers, Sixers met, and he had a uh, prior relationship friendship with you know yeah. the young lady, and mm-hmm. of course she would go and support her man. Who do you think the favorite is now? Now that we're at a point where we have a final four, who's the favorite? Like, like I'm, I'm talking about the odds favorite now. If, if you're, if you're Vegas, I'm, who, I'm you, who are you putting say, the odds on? I'm going to say Milwaukee is probably yeah. favorite, just because they like the Giannis. You know, yeah. that that whole. I think Vegas well, likes that. They're healthy and they're healthy. They're, but so is Phoenix. Phoenix is once they get Chris Paul back. And the word on Chris Paul again, he's in the the health and safety protocol um, due to uh, a positive COVID, and but he's vaccinated, so he's just got to pass a couple. He's got a Test negative. He has no symptoms, which is a good sign. He is quarantining. I believe the reports are he's quarantining in, in L.A. And uh, once he's allowed to rejoin the team, he'll be ready to go. But Phoenix, you know, looks like another team that has so far been healthy. But still, you're in a Final Four. This is not a Final Four that most people would have predicted, I don't think. Maybe one or two teams, but not what we've got right now. Except, of course, the guy we're going to talk to right now, which is one of our favorite people, Kendrick Perkins, who joins us right now on the Goodyear Hotline, our ESPN NBA analyst. And Big Perk... From a tweet from June 7th, if I may, I will do this for you, Perk. You don't need to brag about yourself. I'll do it for you. On June 7th, <laughs> Perk said this, Suns in six, Hawks in six, Clippers in seven, Bucks in seven. Now, he 
you got all the teams right. Only thing is Hawks got it done in seven. The Clippers got it done in six. But still, you got the four teams correct. So now that we know the four, can you predict who's going to be in the finals? Yeah, I can. What's up, Alan? Hey, What's up? hey long time. I ain't talked to you since Friday. Good, <laughs> good, good morning to you. But now, you know what? I'm going with Bucks, man. Bucks coming out of the Eastern Conference. And here's why. If you could if if you could withstand what Kevin Durant threw at you, the historical numbers, the performances, if you could withstand that, then there's nothing in your way that you can't overcome in my opinion. And I know that the Hawks are playing uh inspiring basketball. They got a good young core, they got shooters, they got Trey Young who's a rising superstar. But the Milwaukee Bucks I think this is their time to come out of the Eastern Conference. And the way that Giannis is playing right now, he's elevated his game. Chris Millerton, a guy that you could go to in the fourth quarter that has proven time and time again that he could take you to new heights. So I have the Milwaukee Bucks beating the Hawks. And I hate that because, you know, I like what the Hawks are doing, but I just got to keep it real. I got the Bucks beating the Hawks. And I, I, don't, I really don't see this series – going past five, to be honest with you. I got the Bucks in five. Wow. And when I look on the other hand, with the Clippers and the Suns in the, other, in the Western Conference, now, listen, with T. Lou and Paul George and, 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 and Reggie Jackson are doing over there right now without Kawhi Leonard is a beautiful thing to see. And I hate going against T. Lou because this guy has overcome the odds every time his back is against the wall. Now, with that being said, it's something different going on in, with this with this Phoenix Suns team. They have a different type of a uh, different type of chemistry. Like you could tell, they heart and soul are in this. When you watch this team, it's almost like being part of a family reunion. And when you see that type of chemistry, that continuity, that togetherness. And the way that they're playing on both sides of the basketball, rising star, superstar, and Devin Booker, the emergence of DeAndre Ayton, and you watch them battle and gut that win out last night without CP3, I have Phoenix winning this series in six. Perk. All right, so Bucks in five, Suns in six, you heard it here. Perk, when you look up and you say Milwaukee should take care of business, could it be such a – thing as complacent, being very complacent and overconfident and, you know, close your eyes on the Hawks and look up and all of a sudden it's not going the way you thought it would go? I mean, I I, I could see that, key, but the only thing is, is this, right? One thing we could never question about Giannis, like we may – we may – question a lot of things about his offensive game, whether he could shoot or make free throws or whatever the case may be. But one thing we could never question is his competitive nature. And with him being the leader, the franchise player of that team, the way that he does he doesn't take possessions off. He doesn't take a second off. He approaches every game with that killer mentality. So with that being said, I don't see them getting complacent. I see Giannis like Giannis is on a mission, and I feel like the rest is going to follow. And when you have a guy that's in your locker room, a veteran leader on and off the court that's going to bring that tenacity like P.J. Tucker, 
I don't see them. Let, I don't see them letting off the gas anytime soon. So I'm thinking in that locker room right now, they're preaching, "Hey man, we're about to come out here and handle business." Once you go to a game seven and your season is on the line, like they just finished up with going against Kevin Durant, the Brooklyn Nets, you think about that going into the next series, and you don't take games for granted. So with that being said, they're saying to themselves, we're not going to ever put ourselves in that position again. Mm. So you, you you spoke in the locker room and, and things inside the locker room. Out of Philadelphia, it seems like <clears throat> that locker room has a few issues going on where Joel Embiid kind of alluded, and I'm sure he was talking about Ben Simmons, because Ben Simmons passed up the dunk, that he's kind of done and tired with Ben Simmons, that they probably should move on with him. What's your thoughts? Move on from him, Ben. I think it's, I, I think it's time. I mean, they, they look, the 76ers had to rely heavily on, 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 heavily on, on, on Joel Embiid. And, and look, He's a he's a this guy is a generational talent. But remember, he is playing injured, okay? But he's still out there doing what he can. And when you watch it late in the game, Keith, and you watch what he was doing, he was exhausted when it came down to the fourth quarter because he had to do so much because Ben Simmons was allergic to offense. He's allergic to offense. And look, we know, right, you have your all NBA teams, he is who he is, but like, you know, at, at some level, we got to hold this guy accountable. And we got to quit saying, I got to quit saying that, oh, yeah, man, Ben Simmons, he does everything else. He's a hell of a defensive player. Nah, man, you like, you got to at least give them 10 points. You got to give them 10 to 15 points. Ben Simmons give the Philadelphia 76 to 10 to 15 points. They win the game. Watching the game last night, he was scared. I mean, he was literally outletting the ball so quick and kicking in the head because he was scared of getting fouled or even taking a shot. Like, you can't win that way. And at some point, you was go- we we should have all expected that Joel was going to get frustrated with. This is supposed to be his robin. This is supposed to be his robin. The guy that's supposed to be able to go out there and at least, at the minimum, get him 15 points. With his athleticism, uh, you know, and his ability to attack the basket and get downhill, he's supposed to at least be averaging 15 points. And he didn't do that. So I feel Joel and be frustration. It's almost like you can't see him just going back in that room because there's not a lot of trust. But clearly he didn't want to get fouled. He didn't want to go to that free throw line. He didn't want to deal with any of that stuff. And that's a major issue for Philly. Uh, Key, by the way, said that he could get five points in an NBA game. Yep, I believe him. I believe. I, I can, know he could. Bert, he could. I could fall in the fire by accident, homie. You know, come on, man. That's what I'm saying, especially how the game is ran right now, man. Like, this is a game where, where a league where now it's, it's, it's tailor-made to have high-scoring games, right? Because the way the game is officiated, the way you can really hand-check and play defense like you could back in the day, this game is tailor-made for you to go out there and say, you out there for 30 minutes, and you a guy that got the ball in his hands a lot of the times, at least over 50% of the time, there's no way you you should accidentally come up into at least two tip dunks or two offensive putbacks <laughs> or, or something to that nature. I mean, just think size-wise and athleticism, 
the Hawks didn't have nobody to match up with him. So he should have at least been doing something to get that job, to get some type of buckets for the 76 You got to want the ball. All right, in 30 seconds, Perk, something that Key and I were arguing about that, that you know is becoming – Conversation. Conversation. We had a conversation uh, about that. It's becoming a, a, definitely a topic right now about the Brooklyn Nets losing in a game seven, not getting to a championship. And some people want to say that this season now for the Nets is a disappointment. How do you view it? I, I don't see it that way. I mean, injuries happen, right? Injuries happen, and you ask a guy like Joe Harris to step up. Well, I understand you paid him $72 million, right? But you ask a guy like Joe Harris and Blake Griffin, some role players, to step up against a high-powered team like the Milwaukee Bucks. When Kevin Durant laid it out on the line, James Harden went close to 50%. You expect those type of things. So, no, it wasn't. it wasn't that. It wasn't that he had, you know, it wasn't that he, uh, they underachieved, in my opinion. They just got caught with bad luck and entries. All right, Perk. Madam Cleo has got nothing on you. Bucks and five, All six right. and six. That's prediction. Thanks so much for the time, my man. All right. Thank you. All right. Kendrick Perkins on the Goodyear Hotline. So coming up, we'll talk more about Ben Simmons. Is the process over and him as well in Philly? That's after Sports Center. Herter will inbound to Trey Young. The final four seconds will tick off. It is a stunner in South Philly. The Atlanta Hawks, the five seed, have outlasted top seeded Philadelphia, winning game seven on the road. 103 96 Atlanta wins, and it'll be the Hawks and the Bucks in the Eastern Conference Finals. Mark Kester with the call on ESPN Radio, and yes. For the first time since 2015, the Atlanta Hawks will be in the Eastern Conference Finals with their win. And the Hawks survive a Game 7 despite Trey Young shooting just 5 of 23 in the game, but made a lot of terrific passes and big plays late. As for the 76ers, Doc Rivers, that's his fourth straight loss in a Game 7. It ties him with Rick Adelman for the longest streak in NBA history. In the West, the Western Finals are already underway and the Suns take Game 1 over the Clippers, 120-114. Devin Booker leads the way, became just the fourth player with a 40-point triple-double in conference or division finals history. He joins LeBron James, Charles Barkley, and Oscar Robertson. The Suns have now won eight straight postseason games, the longest streak in franchise history. On to golf, John Rahm. He won the U.S. Open. The 26-year-old finished six under on Father's Day after just becoming a dad. To win the 121st U.S. Open at Torrey Pines. He finished with a pair of birdies on holes 17 and 18 to beat Louis Oosthuizen by one shot. Became the first betting favorite to win the U.S. Open since Tiger Woods 2008. SportsCenter brought to you by Indeed. If you're hiring this summer, you need Indeed. With Indeed Instant Match, just post a sponsored job and you'll immediately get a short list of quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your job description. Learn more at Indeed.com slash credit. So as we were just talking about with Perk, and we've been talking about it throughout the morning, and you know a huge story out Wait. of that Game Seven what? loss for the Sixers because it's always been Philadelphia has been that story of the process, right? That has been their moniker, their thing since Sam Hinkie got in there and just started trading away players and collecting draft picks and then flipping draft picks and trying to come up with this idea that hey, it's a process. You build a championship through the draft. They had countless first round picks. They came away with two. 
that turned out to be all-star level, all-star caliber players that they could build with, and that is Joel Embiid, who was an MVP candidate this year, finished second in the voting, and Ben Simmons, who's been an all-defensive player and an all-star already at a young age. And you thought, there's your building blocks, and you go from there. They get Doc Rivers as coach, and they feel like this was the year. Number one seed in the East. But, man, Key, when they get to the postseason, the expo- Embiid, wasn't, Embiid was exposed as a player who can carry a team. Simmons was exposed as a player who, man, when you, when you test him, he turns the other way. And, and that, that's the biggest concern was it wasn't his talent. Uh, yes, the free throw shooting was a major issue. That's a big part of talent or lack thereof. But he looked like a guy that mentally checked out. He looked like a guy, as you heard Perk say, and we've been saying it too, it's as if the rim was an ex-girlfriend and he like, didn't want to make eye contact. Like I like like even on the play, you got a dunk. He's under the rim. He's six ten. We've seen him, we've seen him dunk easily in that spot. Doesn't want it. Instead, passes it to Matisse uh, Thibel, who gets fouled, makes one of two. And as Joel Embiid said, he feels like that was a momentum changer late in that fourth quarter. As the Hawks lo- as the Hawks win on the road, the Sixers lose at home in a game seven. And Doc Rivers, this is his first year now. He inherits this group. This the, again, he inherits the process. He's now been asked, is, it, is Ben Simmons a guy that can be the point guard on a championship team? And Doc's answer is very interesting. Doc, you think Ben Simmons can, can still be a point guard for, for a championship team like the one you guys want to become? Yeah, David, I don't know that question or the answer to that right now. Um, you know, so I don't know the answer to that. So, no. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 to me, right? That's your, you translate that to me. No. 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 No, he can't be, but he's not going to do the kid like that because he may have to. He, he, he may be stuck with him still. So you don't want to, you don't want to put that out there, right. and then you got to play with him next season. You you just don't want to do that. It clearly, it was a momentum changer, like Joel and B said about the dunk. If he dunks that, the crowd gets behind it. It's a whole deal. There's something going on because I've seen players that are poor free throw shooters still shoot the basketball. Still go to the cup to get fouled. Mm-hmm. We, we Shaq did it for years because they didn't lose themselves in their up here upstairs. Giannis is a great example of that. Giannis is another guy. Giannis is a guy that had a ten second violation. Like he had a violation at the free throw. He had an air ball where the whole crowd went nuts because he shot an air ball. And it's just next one. Like yeah. you got to give so Giannis that credit is that he never cowered away from getting to the line. He was eight to fourteen against the Nets in Game Seven. It's, it's something's going it was in on. his head too, but he didn't miss. But for so, Simmons, he didn't even want to get to the free throw line. Something's going on in, inside his head that that makes him feel like that the opportunities that he passes on because he doesn't want to go through the free throw line. He doesn't really. I don't know. It, it, it's it's now, one on, of those deals. It's just like okay, what you have been around some of the toughest, mentally toughest people. In sports, you've seen guys who have all the talent in the world, or maybe not have a ton of talent, but their their mental abilities what takes them over the top. You've seen some of the toughest of the tough. You're telling me that in that locker room right now, right? That in that I'm locker room, like, like, so I want to know. All right, then maybe, maybe tell me this because Doc saying what he said uh-huh. is almost to me a bit of a suggestion of what the whole room might be thinking. That how could you possibly bring Ben Simmons back into that room and think that the players will trust him again after well, what just happened? It's Don't you have even, to move him? It's not – well, you could try to move him, but you may not get what you want back from him. Now, everybody else that you're trying to move him to see the same thing you see. So why am I going to take on that 
It put that fresh on start. my team. Fresh start. So all of a sudden, the fresh start, you're going to start I can trying to score in the fourth quarter. You're going to start <laughs> trying to slam dunk the ball when you're underneath the rim instead of passing it off. Or Is that what a fresh start is going to give I could you? sell it as a fresh start in a new spot where I have maybe different players around him that that could – you know that that maybe we can elevate his game. He has got to spend no, the off season changing hey, whatever we'll he's take, doing. We'll at the take him line. in L.A. The Lakers. Lakers, Lakers will take him. How do you play him with LeBron? They both dominate the ball. Well, not necessarily. LeBron could do many different things. Many different things. But LeBron needs guys that can make shots around him. Yeah, Otherwise, but, he loses but, confidence but, in you. But that's one guy. It doesn't mean you don't have to get other guys around him. That's the Lakers' job to figure it out, right? To figure it out. Ma- okay. and, and Magic Johnson is going to join us at, at 9 o'clock, mm-hmm. and I can certainly have that conversation with Magic about mm-hmm. early in his career where he struggled to shoot the basketball or make shots, better yet, and then eventually he got better at it and the rest was history. Right. Um, it, it, and we also could talk to him about Ben Simmons and being a point guard and what's going on in the mind of Ben Simmons. So look for that at 9 o'clock. I think when you think about Ben Simmons, he is a talent, especially on the defensive side of the ball. Certain things offensively, he's not a great sh- a, a, a shot maker, but he can score if you somehow get him to just go to the rack and tell him, hey, even if you miss one and you make the other, we'll, take, we'll accept that. But what we won't accept is you not shooting the basketball at all whatsoever. Zero shots in the fourth quarter in the last four games of the series. Zero shots. Attempted. I Attempted, I should say. Not even made. I don't Attempted. Even know. I don't, when, you add, when you look at me and you – you say those things, I don't even know how to process it. And you're the second best player on right, the team. Because right now, if whatever age I am, <laughs> he give me the basketball, I'm going to shoot it from half court. I don't give a damn. You'll find a way to get to five. Man, I'm going to shoot it. I don't care. I mean, Even just, if they say, Key, don't shoot, I'm going to shoot. <laughs> even if they tell you don't shoot. Yes. Well, you think about it, like there, there's that mentality of I won't even look at the rim – then there's the history of players like, again, Saturday, you know, the anniversary. Uh, actually, it wasn't Saturday. I think it's today, if I'm not mistaken, of John Starks going, what was it, three for 18, four for whatever it was, like in a, in a you know, in, the, in a game seven, where it's a heartbreaker for him. But the dude wouldn't stop shooting because he just believed the yeah, next I'm one build, was going in. I'm going to build a house with them bricks. I ain't got no problem. Like you're t- in the NBA Finals. You just keep going because you just feel, right, you're going to, that's it. Because I believe the next one's going in. Oh. Ben didn't even want to, like, Take the next shot. I don't want to get fouled. You have to I take me out. It's like, is it is it the I don't want to I don't want to hurt my team, or is it I don't want to take that criticism of being the guy that can't make a shot? I don't necessarily know if it's about hurting the team. I think, it's, and I don't think it's about the criticism. I think it's just about I don't have confidence, well, and I, I I don't want people looking at me a certain way when I walk off the court. But they're gonna look at you that way anyway because you're not even shooting the ball, right? That's what he has to. I just don't. He has see. to understand if you don't shoot, they're going to look at you. It's sideways. more criticism. And if you shoot and don't make it, they're still going to look at you. So you might as well shoot. Yeah. It's like going across the middle, catching a football. People go across the middle and they don't stick their own. You might as, you're going to get hit anyway. Mm-hmm. So you might as well make an attempt to catch it right. instead of alligator arming it. Show me courage. Yeah. Like, like Kevin Durant did. Show me courage. I have more respect for that. Than the opposite, there's no doubt about we'll that. We'll take you in L.A. being, man. You just, you Will know. you? Okay, we'll talk Bob, about this yo. and more with Magic. What do you mean, Jones. stop? Well, where do you, where do you start? Like, we can even get into what the offers would be, but that's another story. Magic Johnson will join us at 9 o'clock. I'll discuss I'll that I'll give Kuzma, 
Oh, for so. some water ice, really? Ben Simmons, and a cheesesteak <laughs> back. Water ice and a cheesesteak. Hey, hey, hey. All right, coming up, back to the NFL, because there's some controversy in the NFL regarding <laughs> vaccines. Uh, we'll explain that. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. So those listening on radio outside here on Pier 17, on the pier uh, that we always show regularly on TV is uh, an entire basketball court setup. Rims, the whole nine, they just... I don't know when did they put that this weekend. I'm guessing probably this weekend because we were it wasn't there. Gated up. They had a security guard sitting there this morning. When I walked by, so there was no way I was getting a shot up. But I was thinking about it. I think they had an event or something. Oh, for sure. Yeah. But but here's the thing: you see that flooring, right? It's not hardwood. It looks like hardwood, but it's not. It's no. that sports court kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. We're on a pier. It's by water. There's moisture. You're going to tell me that you're not sliding all over that floor? Like, no chance that I would play. I would run on that I don't floor. Know, I don't know if you're getting – I know we're by a pier, but are you really getting the moisture? Yeah, well, by water, it's going to happen, especially on a humid day. You know what I mean? But that floor may be – I don't know. I didn't trust it. That's, uh, a, that's an ACL. ACL. <laughs> one, you take, you st- take one hard plant. No, but I think, that floor, I think that floor is made for outdoors think like so? that. Yeah, absolutely. Want to get some shots up after the game? After the uh, no, show? No, it's too hot outside. Just like – We'll go we'll just take some free throws. It's hot outside, man. I want to see you get five. You told me you can get I five. I promise you I'll get five. I By accident. <laughs> if they giving me the ball as much as Ben Simmons, they let me handle the ball as much as Ben you Simmons is six touching four on a court of NBA players, you'll get five points. Man, I'm going to get five if I'm in shape and ready. I'm going to get me five. I wouldn't give a damn how I get them. I'm <laughs> going to get me five. <laughs> Keyshawn J. Will Zuby, we are presented by – Progressive Insurance. All guys join us on the Goodyear Hotline. Jay Will will join us in the coming hour and then the rest of the show at 8 as he is in Phoenix with NBA Countdown. Wake up, Jay. What room you in? uh, Western Conference Finals. Yes, we have to do the wake-up call. we got to give him a shout. And also Magic Johnson will join us in the 9 o'clock hour as well. Right now, though, in the NFL we go because this is a very interesting story. This really, again, in all of sports, as we're seeing now on the other side of the pandemic, at least we hope so, as vaccinations now have become – pretty much part of life a lot of people that are deciding to get get vaccinated and get to return to normal life like here in new york where because we're at over 70 percent vaccinated they've allowed 
back to normal life. You know, no masks, yeah. opening all yes. restaurants, everything. Yeah, I'm exactly. Well aware of that. It. Yeah, we're all seeing it too. But how about a player in the NFL while that doesn't want to get vaccinated? And how this is going to play out now coming into the season, because Cole Beasley went to, um, I guess this is, he wrote it and he posted it on his Twitter, basically saying that he's not going to get vaccinated, doesn't want to. He said, I may die of COVID, but I'd rather die actually living. I'm not going to take meds for a leg that isn't broken. I'd rather take my chances with COVID and build up my immunity that way. I'll play for free this year to live life how I've lived it from day one. If I'm forced into retirement, so be it. He also said a lot of other NFL players agree with him, but they're not in the right place of their careers to be so outspoken. So he's suggesting that, you know, if the league wants me to do this, I'm not going to do it. I'm going into the locker room this way. And Sam Acho, former NFL linebacker who is on the NFL PA, the union, executive committee, was on um, – Sunday morning on ESPN Radio, and said that the league is actually trying to force and even embarrass players into getting the vaccine. NFL can't force players to get vaccinated like they like they can with coaches, but they can say, hey, if they can try and you know, divide. So, hey, if you're vaccinated, then you're free to do whatever you want. But if you're not vaccinated, we're going to ostracize you and make you uh, pretty much try to embarrass you in front of all your friends and peers. At the end of the day, I think you've got to let people make their own own decisions. All right. Before you give me your take, I just want to explain something. Like, give the NBA example. The NBA reached a point once vac- vaccines became more prevalent that if a team had 85% of its coaching staff, um, overall staff, and players vaccinated, that there'd be less testing, more freedoms to be able to do things. But if you're under 85%, the testing, everything else was still in place which a lot of players got frustrated because there were some that said, I'm not getting vaccinated. I refused to do it, and it kept them under the 85%. And so everybody then got stuck having to continue with the extra testing, the extra um, restrictions Mm -hmm. that they were hoping to finally get out of. So that's in the NBA. And that caused some issues in some teams. So you wonder in the NFL if this can cause an issue. But do you think the league, by any league, by making those kind of rules, is forcing players to get vaccinated? No, I don't think it, it's forcing anybody to do anything. Uh, Sam said that they can't force you to do it. it you have to take it up on yourself to want to do it, to trust the science. Right. Um, me personally, I trust the science. I, I listen to the dudes with the white coats and the pin behind the ear. That's what they went to school for, and that's why they like 70 years old and they've been doing it for a long time <laughs> because you have to trust that. Now, if you don't, I get it. And if you don't want to be vaccinated, I'm okay with that too. But you must understand the NFL, the NBA, and any other corporate uh, entity, for that matter, are trying to also protect their bottom line, which means that if you're not vaccinated and all of a sudden you contract the virus and then you spread it and it has to shut something down that affects their bottom line, then they're going to take issue with that. And that's I think that is where the leagues are, and corporations for that matter. It, you know, it's, it's you choose. Here's an opportunity for you to be vaccinated. And if you don't want to be vaccinated, here are the repercussions for not being vaccinated, which means you're going to be tested frequently, which means you're going to have to wear your mask all the time, which means you're going to have to stay X not amount just of distance you, away. Not just you, though. The, 
everybody around you yeah, everybody, also everybody is going to have to deal with that yeah. because you're in you're in that company. Yes, you're in the locker room, so you're a president. You're not vaccinated, so now not just are but you. But it's more going egregious go- toward you than it is those others Strict. that may be vaccinated and followed whatever the protocols were at that time. Now, Cole Beasley makes his mind up that that's not what he wants to do because that's just what he believes. What I wish he wouldn't say though is. If he dies from COVID and all that, I don't like hearing that sort of stuff. I get that. I, I don't like hearing that because there's many people that have died from COVID, whether you believe it or not. And I've seen people that have said things like that. Don't be so flippant about it. And then man. all of a sudden, yeah. they check out. And how did they check out? Because they contracted COVID. So I don't want to hear him saying that. Yeah, I get that part of it. But again, you just wonder the impact. But to each his own, man. In a locker room. To each his own. Coming up, Jay Will joins us. Tell us whether or not this net season was a disappointment. Wake up, up, Jay! Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Zubin. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review. You can hear the show live weekdays at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio, ESPN News, or wherever you stream your audio. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.